Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed, this episode 131. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Uh, each week on the Geeks Unleashed podcast, we bring you some geeky news, we catch up on our pop culture lives and bring you a review of something adapted from the comic book or gaming world. Yes, uh, and... Well, yes. It's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, it's, we, we, we might be working on some things, but yes, it's 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 what we do. It's what we do. Um, before we get started, if you're watching it on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel so that you're always updated when we drop new episodes. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also very much love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, apologies. Uh, I actually have it's my fault where I'm a bit slow on the YouTube videos. I will be catching up over the next few weeks. Uh, I had some problems with a few things. Um, I had to teach myself editing, and then and then my work's been um, more busy than I would have liked. So, yes, it's it's um, adulting, guys. Like, sometimes adulting gets in the way of the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we also have Ko-Fi, if you'd like to donate. And... Um, just it's just anything's appreciated really so anything, um, anything. all right just we're gonna just chat about one thing on news and actually like i said at the beginning normally chat about pop culture news if we cover it we, we kind of made news optional because we felt like uh we didn't want to cover everything under the sun that's why we haven't really covered it yeah. for a while. but <laughs> this is one piece of news i felt like we should cover there is a submarine uh currently lost um lost at sea in and around the titanic um which I don't know, had so many thoughts on that. I mean, general. I really feel like that's just too Asking ironic trouble. for words, honestly. Yeah, I, like, I, I, mean, I did not know that this was a service. So the, the deal is for the ultra wealthy, because apparently it cost 250,000 pounds per person to go on this mini sub adventure. I think there were five people, including the pilot of the submersible, um, but yeah, so apparently you can pay that much money to get in a capsule and then go and see the Titanic for yourself. It's kind of like the people that pay all that money to go to space. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I, I just, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like the oceans are still very frightening to me. I feel like there's still so much stuff in the ocean that we don't know about. Like it's just, it's a bit creepy. Plus there's been like this massive uptick on like orcas attacking boats all over the world and it's like i don't know man like y'all y'all have pissed nature off and i don't know i i wouldn't do it i i ooh, i just i i don't think i could do that i i think if i had the money like i might entertain the idea of paying to go to space but i definitely do not think i would pay money to get in a submarine to go deep sea diving like i don't i would not do that that just sounds horrifying to me the idea of being at the bottom of the ocean is not something that appeals yeah. to me first. I don't yeah. like putting my head under the water in a swimming pool. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I have a genuine fear of being under the water. I can't can't do it. Yeah. So, oh, no. I, I can't. No, I can't do it. Like, literally, I've had people... But you go I'm, on cruises, Mark. I'm on top of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you're not, fine on the water. You're just not fine... In the water. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy being in a swimming pool. I just okay. can't put can't put my face below. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Of the water, like yeah. I can't. 
So um, anyway, Titanic. I just Googled it now just to make sure we have up to date. It says this is a, an article published uh, on The Independent 13 minutes ago. Apparently the 12 hours left of oxygen. Uh, I didn't realize it was as much as that. But anyway, um, yeah, so. Uh, so there's still hope. I, I also saw a, a headline that said something about uh, the Canadian Air Force that was listening in to the sonar pings, picked yeah. up something, but they don't know what it was. Banging um, noises, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, they heard something. So they're still the search is still on, and if they've still got air, then there's still time. But yeah, this this it like this movie is going to write itself, and I feel like it's going to be on Netflix next year. It's gonna be a Netflix movie next year. I really, I mean, I mean. Well, well, because right now there's no one to write it. The writers are still on strike, but I think that yeah, they yeah. once they are not on strike anymore, I think that this is gonna get turned out real fast. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop something. Um, I was gonna say I think that if um that podcast does if that submarine doesn't get found. I would like to think that more than a year would be left before anything is written. Um, I don't give uh, Hollywood that much credit, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think they would definitely want to capitalize on it. Win, lose, or draw. I think. Uh, I think we're if if not Netflix, Amazon Prime, we're gonna get some kind of streaming original very quickly. So insensitive, like honestly. Uh, Maybe if it was like five years from now, but I can understand what you mean. It's because it's in the news, so they clearly yeah. get something out very quickly. I mean, if it's found, I still think they're gonna make something from this—a TV show or, or yeah. Movie. Oh, if it's found, it's probably gonna happen even sooner because then you're gonna have all of this grand footage that they're gonna want to use in the TV movie or the streaming movie or whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean. I just know that they'll just have things like Return to Titanic and oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, I can imagine them even going as far as like, kind of like showing the Titanic setting off, and and you know, kind of almost showing that incident of it going under the water and then mm -hmm. fading, fading to like now, and mm -hmm. then show, showing the millionaires or billionaires yeah. suddenly then getting ready to revisit it and and. They probably would have a bit of a build-up, you know. Show, well, why were they all interested in getting in the submarine? Right. Um, one of the things that really jumped out at me was that the submarine is actually controlled by an Xbox joypad. Oof, really? I didn't know or, that. Or something similar to an Xbox joypad. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, wow. No, I, I didn't know that either. But anyway, um, uh, look, I hope that it is found. Like, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, that's got to be terrifying, though. Uh, one of like, the things I, I was listening to, and you um, the Coast Guard um, and some of the military people given an announcement earlier today. Um, one of the things that actually hadn't really occurred to me was they talked about the um, the size of the search area, mm -hmm. um, like like they talked about the sort of um, you know up up and down, you know, sort of the width and the height of the, the search area. But one of the things they said was they have to take into account weather and current conditions. Oh, and so I did yeah. start, so I, so I did start to think actually what if the submarine isn't in the Titanic like and yeah. the submarine is depending on the current it could be anywhere it could it could be like deep out uh, you know and and uh, and then it started to, uh, so basically my mind was a bit like okay so let's just say it's been washed out further into sea mm -hmm. and and then I started to think about what if that Xbox joypad has played up like 
uh, or, or what if there's some sort of electronics conditions and they're just deep at sea, deep at sea, deep at sea, and oh, I, that's I mean, scary. It, it may it may never be found. Like and yeah, so that is really know. scary. Uh, and the North Atlantic, like it is, that water is literally freezing. I mean, it's freezing year round. So yeah. I. Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, they mean, I mean, uh, one of the things they did say in the pre- in the press conference was this is still a rescue mission. They still had said, well, they're still doing yeah. this. There, there is hope. Like, and because uh, one of the questions was, is this now a recovery? Uh, and yeah, they said, well, no, it's, it's still hope, you know, and what yeah. else we're looking, there's always hope. And yeah, okay, there is hope. I mean, they, yeah, but they're on the clock. So it yeah. they don't have any time to waste because like, how do you how do you get it? Like one once, let's just say you do locate them. Yeah. How do you get them up? You yeah. you're gonna have to either send something else down there or like, I don't know, because like you can't just send a cable down there and hope that the cable can get them. Like you're gonna have to go and get them with another machine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Let's move on from that gloomy news and hope <laughs> and hope and pray for the survival of these five individuals and. Yeah, so and I think if anyone's learned anything from this, let's just leave the Titanic alone. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh... I mean, look, I'm not superstitious by any means, but I just think you know it's a gravesite now, isn't it? Like, yeah. You know, and maybe. And I mean, the big theory is that it was hubris that sank the ship anyway. So oh, that's yeah. bad juju all around. Uh, do you want to go through that theory or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, they said it was unsinkable before yeah. they left. They said it was unsinkable. And I think uh, Karma was like, mm, "We gonna see, yeah, <laughs> we gonna see about that." There's still, you know, I remember as a kid reading so many theories on what happened to the Titanic. Like, yeah, there was like, was it, wasn't it? I can't remember if this, like, literally, can't remember if this was true or if from making this up. Wasn't it carrying a coffin or something? Or oh, there's maybe... all kinds of crazy theories around yeah, yeah, it, like yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Um, like. Again, stories about like people that died during the making of it and how it was already haunted like before it even left port like i mean just all kinds of crazy stories yeah i mean i don't believe any of that stuff anyway but like yeah, yeah. i don't believe in things being cursed or whatever but i also do think sometimes it's best to leave stuff alone like, yes so... leave leave well enough alone we've got plenty of like unmanned submersible footage of the titanic like we don't really need to turn the titanic into a theme park it doesn't yeah. need to be a tourist attraction like this is not if it were in shallow waters, sure, fine, great. Shallow water, that's totally acceptable. But like to have to spend that kind of money to go into this unique pod to go all, don't do that. Don't, mm-hmm. don't leave, leave that kind of stuff to actual scientists that are checking this stuff out. Don't be, I don't know. I just feel like if you have that kind of money, go spend it on something else. Mm-hmm. But then again, when you have that kind of money, like, what else what what else do you get thrills from other than oh, things that no one else can do well maybe they can pay off my mortgage by instead. Uh, sh- hey <laughs> student student loans like hello yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah think about it they could actually do some good with that money rather than a joyride so but yeah anyway i'm sure they're probably thinking that right now so. well let's just hope we if if they've got 12 hours of air left that's 12 hours left to give them that second chance to kind of rethink and do things differently next time i mean, so. I, think, I, mean I mean it's over a million quid got spent on going down there that million pound could have i mean i know a, a million pound isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things but that million pound could turn they um 
Think how many churches need funding. Think how many not-for-profits need funding. Think how many homeless people there are. Think yeah, well, think about um, like, when all of that war was happening over in Syria in and all of those refugees trying to get on boats to get to better places and then they yeah. all didn't make it, you know? I mean, I'm sure so. if they turned around to the French government and said, look, have you got a spare piece of land? I want to build some uh, shelter for, for refugees. France would probably say, yeah, okay. Ah, uh, well, I mean, you would hope. I don't know. I It, it almost seems like people are no longer that generous. <laughs> Um, or, well, I mean, over here in the UK, we're, we're still taking refugees and turning hotels into camps. But anyway, we're really going off subject here. But look, in honesty, I hope they are found. And, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, in honesty, uh, this time. And I so, imagine uh, that'll be the last time that they do that trip. Oh, oh, I mean, that company is going bankrupt for sure after this. So, yeah. Uh, no one's doing that now. Like, yeah. I, I actually thought that this is actually going to bankrupt whatever company that was that went down. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no one is getting no one is going submarines down to, to, to Titanic again. Like, no. well, 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 you know, not as a, a thrill ride, maybe. Yeah, like I can imagine there'd be lots of pirated ways to do something like that, but I, I don't think that it would be a legit company doing that anymore. Yeah, no, not for a long time. This yeah, be, yeah, right. Anyway, so we haven't done this for a while because we've. We've been busy, so we cut the episodes a little bit shorter, but there's a couple of things we both wanted to chat about. Um, I've also watched quite a bit of television recently. Um, I'll start with Manifest Season 4 Part 2 came out. Um, did you ever watch Manifest? Before? Okay, so are they still releasing new content for Manifest, or is this... No, no, so it's finished now. It's finished. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I don't really want to spoil it, so... So I'm a Christian. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. When Manifest started, it was clear. No, it wasn't clear what was going on. But but what I like about this show is everything is actually answered by. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they may have missed something, but, but I can't think what it was. But they actually give it a really nice ending. Um, okay. So throughout the show, there are these things called callings and. I don't really want to say too much about ruining it, like if people haven't seen it, but everything is basically solved and there is some really fundamental good messages in the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's all I would say is if you're... So it's not as science fiction-y as Fringe? No, no, no. It's definitely a show built around... Actually, probably the key word here is it's built around faith um, and religion. Uh, you, You can tell around i can't remember the midpoint of this show religion is very much seeping in and mm-hmm. by the time it ends yeah there's a actually a confrontation on the plane um i would say there's a lot of references to noah's ark and there's very much yeah i, I, I kind of don't really want to say too much about ruining it but it has a real it has a really good ending and the people that do survive the day walk away with probably some really valuable life-changing experiences mm. and I, I would imagine it's a bit like everyone talks about god's plan and i and i would imagine they still after the show finished probably still don't really know what god's plan was but their lives would definitely all change by the time mm. the show was finished so I, what i liked about it was there's many shows and in fact i'm gonna talk about another show in a minute there are many shows that start and put in thousands of questions and kind of get to the end and don't really outright answer 
many of them like yeah <clears throat> actually like 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 lost for instance um didn't answer all of the questions that they asked throughout, right. throughout its run or didn't directly answer many of the questions now, i wouldn't say manifest answered everything but but they got closer it, it did it did a good it did a good um uh it did well sorry answering a lot of the questions that they created and actually gave it a nice sort of bow and i walked away fairly satisfied when it finished so okay well i mean that's um, good because a lot of times yeah. you don't yeah um anyway I, I, I enjoyed it it's not a show i probably would rewatch in all honesty um but it was a nice show so now i heard about a new show <clears throat> okay came out last year apparently um called from which strangely enough i don't stars, know that one um, <clears throat> uh stars harold what's his name oh perno yeah 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 that's it yeah um from perno, lost yeah, yeah. From Lost, which I thought was quite uh, strange. Um, so also from the first Matrix film as well. So um, he stars as the sheriff of this town. Okay. Um, basically, the show starts with the guy, the actor who played Pinocchio in the Once Upon a Time TV series. Again, another town that you cannot leave. So. Okay. So this... Uh, the guy played Pinocchio with his wife and his two kids uh, driving on like a family holiday in a caravan. They arrive in this town um, and keep driving on the same road and realize very quickly that they seem to be driving in circles. They keep driving past the same diner, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in the end, the sheriff is like, look, I think we're going to have to tell them, you know, or on the third, or we'll wait for the third or the fourth time they go around. Um, there's a lot more to it. That is one of There's my a... genuine like fears about road trips is like so getting stuck in a so in a, a terrible it's... place. It's one of those towns that you know, like middle America, like you know, pro probably probably most people don't leave. You know, yeah, if yeah. Was, if this was a real town, you know, most people grow and die up, grow, grow, grow up there, die there, etc. Uh, anyway, so it's got um, the police station is a post office well post office is now a police station it, ha it has some kind of medical hospital has a church which i think looks like a house that got turned into a church it has a diner and it has a few other places it has a huge house which is referred to as colony house so um basically in short this town once you end up in this town you cannot leave mm -hmm. and it's not because there are rules about not leaving you just cannot leave like there's there is no way of leaving. So if you go through, if you go, so they haven't explored everywhere. So I'm halfway through season two now, and I've done this within about three or four days. Like I've really been binging this. <laughs> um, so you cannot leave, but they haven't explored everywhere. So they haven't gone through, all, and there's woods as well that surround it. So they haven't gone through all of the woods because they don't have enough time. Um, now, the biggest, one of their biggest issues that prevents them from really doing too much is that the moment it comes, turns to uh, to nighttime monsters come out of the woods oh. and these aren't just monsters these are horrific um so you cannot be out at night you have to be in your house door locked etc however your door being locked is not enough to keep them away so they they do flashback episodes as well and harold perrineau's character when he came to town found these 
sort of um, talismans kind of thing. Okay. That that basically keep these demons. They're basically like demons, monsters, whatever, from getting in the house or um, in the in the first episode they do something that they hadn't done before. They actually will stop you from even coming into a car or uh, a caravan or a bus or whatever. As long as it shows in the window, they yeah. can come in. <clears throat> so I'm assuming there's some sort of magic or something. This is what I keep questioning: like, is it is it magic or is why do you have else? to tell me this at night, Mark? And I so. I, <laughs> <laughs> but um but why what, what so i'm halfway through season two and i'll be honest with you i'm halfway through and every episode they create a question or a mystery and so far i'm halfway through season two and there's been no answers no real that's answers annoying and um and i'm like just give us something just yeah. give us something like this and there's so many little things about like there's so many loss-esque things like they get a radio and they they speak to somebody for about 10 seconds on a radio like and and then there's little things like the the little in the diner there's these little music music players on each table and randomly they'll play music and then the music will go off again like and uh and then there's some bottles that they find in the wood and one of them has it has a number written on it and like it's all these, like it's just all these like random things. Like, even like the talisman things. Who built? Who made them? Like mm-hmm. and and also like one of the characters who is like seventy has been there since he was a child. So we nice. know that since he was like five or something. But how long have people been coming to this town? Like and also who built these houses? And who built this time? Yeah, like how do you uh, keep absorbing the people that wind up here? Where do you oh, put no, them? No, no, no. And also like um well i mean so people get killed off quite rapidly in the show so i mean <laughs> uh so it's like oh well jim used to live there but uh you could have it now that, and that has happened in the show like there are people that go into the house and be like you know there's blood on the or dry blood on the floor or you know or whatever it is or they, uh. one of them makes reference to i can't remember if it's a plate or a cup or a piece of clothing or whatever it was saying that was the former occupant's belongings yeah stuff like that like um i can tell so, you this is a no for me i am not going to start uh, the series <laughs> not every episode some some episodes are actually quite quiet like some episodes are very much character development like, and then there are other episodes where like shit is going down like Oof. um it is it honestly, i am loving it it, it don't oh, there are some bits that are too like i'm like oh i've got to skip through that bit but like <laughs> <laughs> um but there but yeah so there's a lot of mystery and i was thinking to myself that i i do really enjoy shows like like wayward pines first season was brilliant um uh-huh. i love lost even once upon a time when it first started the whole mysterious town thing you know stranger mm-hmm. comes to town and all this kind of thing like there's so many shows like this um uh there's a show called person unknown chadwick mm-hmm. boswell's um or bobwick's uh, uh, uh first ever acting role i think and that was very much the same thing they all woke up in the town that you know didn't know what's going on and mm-hmm. so i do love things like this but this is the first show where i'll be honest with you there's a million questions i'd say have been created since watching and there doesn't seem to be any logical explanation uh, and and it's kind of a bit like magic or purgatory or something mm-hmm. you know but i'm sure it's not either of those because that well they've already somebody already asked a question about actually one of the characters asked a question about purgatory quite early on and it was dismissed 
and I thought, well, is that just a red herring? Like, yeah. Because so how did the family get on the highway that led them here? Like, why would they have gotten off the main highway if well, they were driving through? So, I think so. Okay, this is they they in one of the episodes they have a map of the whole of the United States up on the wall, which is mm -hmm. in the post office actually. So I assume the post office must have that already. Um, and they have pin pins on it across the map and they said basically the pins represent a lot of the people that came to this town mm -hmm. and they said and basically all of these pins are from different parts of america that have ended up in this town and they were all driving different directions but they still ended up on the same road ah so so that made me think like well does the town move like oh and, you know uh, what i am actually reading a manhwa right now that it has that concept that's so funny. It's okay. it's this house, like it's a tea house. Yeah. Um, and it's like inhabited by this old uh, I'm assuming old Japanese guy, but he could be an old Korean guy because it's a manhwa. Um, anyway, once you set foot inside the house, you cannot leave that property. And so, like, this kid stumbles into the house, he's lost in the woods, stumbles into the house, talks to the old man, and then the old man just like turns into dust, vanishes into thin air. And now that kid cannot leave the house. And so he has been trying to lure people into the house so that he could leave and then they would be stuck there. But the house right. moves every, it's a certain amount of time. And so it's like, this kid has met so many different people and they're like, oh yeah, we know about Mr. So-and-so. He used to pop up every once in a while and we would spend time with him, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, that, that's a concept I'm I'm reading in a, in a webtoon right now. That's funny. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. So one of the characters made a reference to uh, he thinks the trees are moving. And then in another episode, he said the trees have moved by like four centimeters or something like that. Uh -huh. And then so then I just like to think, yeah, that it makes sense now that the town moves. Like mm -hmm. that that part is something I think happens. The town yeah. moves around America, which then that gives more. I mean, to be honest, this is a supernatural show. Yeah. But I, yeah, but still, you still want some explanation behind the supernatural element of it. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's I, I'm enjoying it. I think actually of the main characters, most of them are fairly strong. Um and I don't, I don't really have a problem with actually any of the acting or the writing or anything like that. I do think the mystery is great. Yeah. I guess my only concern is if you just like get cancelled. Well, it is Netflix, so and uh no, I don't think it's on Oh, is it not on Netflix? Uh, I think it's on Amazon here or no oh, now, okay. TV, now TV here, I think. Um oh, I can't remember. But I think it's on uh, I didn't know you had this, but is it MGM Plus in America? I am not familiar with MGM Plus. Um, I think that's what it said, or Epics or something. Oh, yeah, I know Epics. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still not going to watch, but... Oh, the, the thing that I'm reading is called The House in the Woods, oh, okay. is, the, is the name of the comic. Oh, okay, I might have a look at that later. But anyway, I won't talk about anything else. What, what, have, you, <laughs> uh, what have you been watching? I'm still on my K dramas. I have moved on. I'm I'm still finishing up Bad and Crazy, which I have been loving so much. It is so good. But the one that I've really been into lately is Tomorrow, which is a Netflix original. It's about Grim Reapers, but these Grim Reapers don't take lives. They they're a special like task force with an overarching like Reaper core and this specific 
group of reapers, their job is to stop suicides. So oh, wow. they, they got a message from hell. Hell said, yo, man, we are too full. Like y'all need to do something up there to help us out because we are running out of space in hell. And so the organization was like, okay, we need another group of people instead of going and collecting souls. We need you to stop, stop the flow of souls into hell. <laughs> so they have this group of reapers. It's only three of them. Um, but their job is to like, they, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. They have like this technology um, where they have like this app that monitors the likelihood of their target committing suicide. And so like, a couple of the episodes, the percentage gets up to like 98%. And then they got to figure out a way to show them that life is worth living and all that kind of stuff. So like some of the episodes are really heavy and some of the episodes are really silly, uh, but it's fun. Like the cast works really well together. And the lead is like a pink haired, badass chick. Like she had been sent to hell like eons and eons ago she has to be probably like a thousand years old at least and so she got sent to hell they haven't really i haven't gotten that far yet like i'm pretty sure she committed suicide and so the head of this organization of reapers pulled her out of hell and gave her the task of saving other people from uh committing suicide so it's it's a really interesting kind of take on reapers but like i'm really enjoying it it's it's got lots of action sequences she's a real badass and then um one of the leads i watched him in another k-drama and so it's just it's it's really fun um again kind of heavy there was one episode about a a korean war veteran that was really sad like i was sitting on my couch and i was like why am i watching this i'm just gonna spend my friday night crying um but like that was the only episode that had me like in tears but for the most part it's it's pretty it's pretty fun. So tomorrow uh, actually sounds on Netflix. Yeah. So did you? Uh, it's a, a drama, did you say? Uh, ca- yeah. It's, so it's a it's, it's a Netflix real, original, real. but it's Korean. Yeah. Yeah, it's real people. Yes, it's real people. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Okay, an- it's no, not no, no, I'm not watching any animated stuff at the moment. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, no. I was like, so for a minute when it was getting in my head when you were talking about it, I was like, this sounds like it would be anime. No, it's live action. Like yeah. I, th- I thought you said K. Dra- I thought you said it was a drama at the beginning. That's like sounds like it would be an animated show like, yeah it reminds it kind of like has a vibe like tresse like, yeah for when we covered that that was animated but no this is live action okay no no when, when in my mind i was thinking i can imagine this being an animated show like, yeah um it's still so... got the supernatural vibes like but it, it's not like scary mm-hmm. it's just like they're reapers but they look like people they're not like monsters or anything like that so um yeah, it's supernatural, and yeah, it's kind of heavy, but it's not like it's not like monsters in the woods, like what you're watching. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, and those monsters can't be killed. Yeah. At all. Yikes! Guns, guns don't work. No oh no. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. I'm sure at some point there'll be something that works. So, oh yeah, yeah. They uh, need um, Sam and Dean's ruby knife. Maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, if I tell you what, when this is done, just Google Google from. And just look at the cover and you'll be like, nah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, it sounds but... like Lovecraft Country. Like Lovecraft Country had a really interesting concept, but like after watching the first episode and it gets to the point where there are the monsters in the cabin, I was like, Nope. <laughs> like if no, I, I end up care. watching this show, I have to watch this in the middle of the day <laughs> when Lovecraft... the sun is still out. With Lovecraft Country, I was like, um, 
I, re- I only watched the first episode and I had meant to go back and then I heard it got cancelled and I was like, oh. Yeah, it did get cancelled. Well, it was I good mean, though, maybe... but it was just like, that was, uh, monsters oh. are not my cup of tea at no. all. I don't really want to say that these things are monsters. They feel like more demons to me. Like, even, that's even scarier. So that's what it no. feels like to me. But then, but then I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what they are. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But then, but then the reason, but then I'm like, but then why would they only come out at night? Because surely a demon could come out whenever it wanted. So, you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. So, well, that's the uh, same concept in Demon Slayer. The demons don't really come out during the day. Oh, okay. Um, that's because like they get burned by the sun. At, at least that's the reasoning in Demon Slayer is like they can't stand the sunlight. So that's why they're creatures of the night. Okay. Maybe that's uh, so, I know. Uh, I recommend it. I know we've gone back to what I was talking about, but anyway, um, right, should we? The meat and potatoes. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on now to our main feature. So, Sweet Tooth season two, which um, we're a little bit late on this, but anyway, not really. Uh, it's the same month. We're in the same month. Oh no, it was April. Oops. No, no, it was April. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so it's written by a variety of writers for yep. each of the eight episodes, uh, including Jim Mickle and Carly Woodworth. Uh, so there we go. It was directed by Jim Mickle in the first episode, and then they kind of changed up the ep- uh, changed up the directors as they went along. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a variety <clears> of directors again, including Carol B- Banker, who I think she did two episodes. So uh, this is based off of Sweet Tooth, the comic book series by Jeff Lamar, and it was originally the Vertigo Comics. Mm-hmm. And it stars our same cast from the first season and a whole bunch of new faces so we've got nonzo anozi uh christian covery adele akhtar stefania levy daniel ramirez aliza valani james brolin is a narrator i could not remember that when i was watching it i was like oh, why does that narrator's voice sound so familiar um naleni mary as wendy ah, love her um neil sandalands marlon williams jonas kibrub I hope I'm saying that right. And then Rosalind Chow. Rosalind Chow. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil that now. She is my favorite new addition. <laughs> there you go. Um, That's spoiling. That's my favorite character. So this was from the original 40 issue series, which ran from November 2009 to January 2013. Uh, you can see Geeks Unleashed episodes 53 for a review of the first 12 issues of the comic series and issue, sorry, and episode 54 where mm-hmm. we reviewed the whole of the first season. I cannot believe it is 131. And we I know. Like, <laughs> how, how long ago we did this? So. Yeah. Well, COVID kind of got in the way um, of their production schedule because we knew that there was going to be a second season by the time the first season ended. Uh, and I, I remember enjoying the first season quite a bit. Like, it was a lot different than the book. I think it was definitely more childlike and, uh, sort of more optimistic than the books, the, at least the first 12 issues that we read. Um, but this second season, I thought the second season really kind of kicked it up a notch. Um, so this was released, all eight episodes came out on April 27th. So we are reviewing it two months after it came out, but there's other things we wanted to cover. So uh, I couldn't find, by the way, anything about budget. Netflix is like really tight-lipped about all of that information. It is so hard to figure out how much they spend on their series. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so frustrating when they cancel stuff after like two seasons. It's like, okay, well, like 
why'd you cancel it? Is it over budget? Is it, I mean, is it not getting the numbers that you want? Like, what is the problem? Why do you keep canceling stuff after only two seasons? Yeah, um, I couldn't find anything about it. So yeah. Uh, right. However, I've however there are some facts which yeah uh, we, we got a little bit a little bit uh so uh, filmed in New Zealand just like the first season and it put sixty six million dollars into their economy because of the filming that took place there in the first season which I think is great uh but of course when COVID hit New Zealand was one of the strictest countries about who could come and who could not during COVID. Um, so it took the production quite a bit of time to get everything approved. And even after everything was approved, filming for the second season still got delayed. Uh, so it was supposed to start in July of 2020, which at that point we were just like, what was that? Four months into the pandemic. Um, so by September, they kind of were like, eh, maybe this isn't gonna work. Finished up in December. Um, no, I'm sorry. They finished in 2022. So it took them from July of 2020 when they kind of got the green light to June of 2022 to finish filming the second season. Apparently they got smart though and they might have filmed the second and third season at the same time. Um, so that one should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, estimates say end of 2024 maybe 2025 but apparently they filmed it all together we can all thank thought, peter jackson for that by the way that was not a yeah. thing that was done before lord of the rings filming all these crazy things all at the same time so thank you peter um no i think back to the future two and three was filmed at the same time were they really i think so i think so we're gonna have to um, check so I was thinking, okay, so if it put 66 million into New Zealand's um, uh, budget, that that just means that that's what they what New Zealand earned. Uh, uh, so costing. that's for location, that's for the cruise, yeah. that's for union dues, that's all of that yeah. catering, all of that stuff. So that doesn't include doesn't, salaries. Doesn't include actor salaries. Right. So let's just say this probably cost over 100 million to make season one. Maybe, okay. Maybe. Yeah. And then I'd say that's fair. Two, Season two, probably about the same. And season three, maybe. Well, if they've made season two and three at the same time, season two and three could have been a bit less. So, yeah. Um, depends. Maybe a combined like 150 million instead of a full 100 million. Yeah. So, but yeah. either way, then this whole season, this uh, let's just say all three seasons are probably somewhere between 250 to 300 million. Yeah. So, I'd say that's a good guess. Yeah. Um, obviously, when season three comes out, we'll cover it. But, but the summary from IMDb is a one-liner. It's <laughs> a boy who is half human, half deer, survives a post-apocalypse world with other hybrids. Like I say, you can go back to our previous episodes, which we cover a lot of the foundations of the comic book and yeah. um, the first season. Maybe at some point we might cover the rest of the comic. There was actually a follow-up comic that came out recently, a six-issue or five-issue, I can't remember, five or six-issue miniseries called mm -hmm. Sweet Tooth to Return. Which yeah. is on their black label imprint. So uh -oh. I do believe that's set like far further into the future. Than... Yeah. So, so, but anyway, um, overall thoughts on the second season compared to the first season. Do you want to go first? Um, I thought the second season did a good job of building on the characters. 
And even though everybody was pretty much in the same place for most of the season, it really felt like they had all matured on some level. Um, And I felt like the hybrid kids that Gus was with had like this super fast sort of awakening to how things work in this new world. Um, Because the preserve and everything that Amy had done to keep those kids safe, like they were just so sheltered that they didn't realize how bad it was elsewhere in the world. Um, So watching them kind of come to terms with what their potential fate could be, I thought was really, was really kind of powerful because like, if you're like looking at the story through their eyes, it was really kind of interesting to see how it all unfolded and how they kind of reacted to things. And it, um, one of the things I loved about this season was kind of like that upper level role that Wendy took on. Um, and like, one of my favorite parts to kind of show her inner character was the first time the, one of the last men brings them food and he brings kibble like dog food. And some of the hybrids go and they like grab handfuls of the food. And Wendy is like, we don't eat dog food. <laughs> like She was, she was very much like, we don't do that. Like that's not we're we're not animals. Okay. Like we're not, we don't eat the dog food. But of course, like they didn't have a choice. They, there was nothing else for them to eat. So it was just really interesting because like, I felt like we got to see a lot more of their growth and them kind of coming to terms with this world and coming to terms with them having the power to take care of themselves at the same time. Um, So I think I really loved like the arc that these kids got. I'm glad that they got the kind of screen time that they did and sort of the attention was taken away from the adults. Uh, cause I really just got to it. Like, it was really interesting to see them think through things. Like they tried so many different ways to like bust out of here to work together. Like they were always willing to try something to help themselves. And I really appreciated that they were not helpless kids. Cause a lot of times when, when kids are in these post-apocalyptic situations, like they just kind of follow in the shadow of the adults and the kids don't actually have anything to do. Um, so it was really nice to see these kids like, fighting for themselves and and doing their own part to be their own heroes versus just sitting around waiting for Amy or Big Man to come and help them. Um, so compared to the first season, I think the second season to me, I enjoyed it better, but I thought that the villain was weaker. Um, and I just feel like Abbott got a bit too much screen time this time around like I didn't really care about his story like I didn't I didn't care that he was like this fanatical guy I was really much more interested in seeing how these kids were gonna figure out how to get out from under him um so I I didn't enjoy the villain arc and uh that was a real bummer because you know me I love the villains I, I like to root for the villains up uh, Abbott is not anybody worth rooting for like he's an awful awful person um but I I, I thought there was too much of him this time yeah. around. Um, but other than that, I did like, I enjoyed the back and forth because everybody got separated at the end of the first season. Big man got shot. Uh, Sweet Tooth got kidnapped and Becky or bear, you know, she was separated from them as well. And 
so all three of them ended up going their separate ways. So it was really interesting to see everybody come back together by the end of this season. So I did like that we got to see all of their individual journeys and how they all wound up back at the same point. Mm-hmm. They do this a lot uh, with shows where, not necessarily in the second season, but they do it a lot where they have a main cast mm-hmm. that's kind of with a structure. Mm-hmm. And then they at some point break that structure up and, right. and send people in separate journeys. They break up, you know, like, like sort of Gus and Big Man, they broke that union up from yeah. season one. And, you know, like I say, I, I remember one of the shows I watched it on where they broke it up was Farscape. And I can't remember, if it, I think it was season three or something or season two, I can't remember, where they broke where they broke up, a, they sort of split the cast into two mm-hmm. and then brought them up later on. And I've seen, seen this done in quite a few ways and actually when i was watching this i thought i've seen this done many times where they, they yeah. break up the cast and half of them one lot of the rings which you mentioned a minute ago yep. um yeah the fellowship got broken up at the end of the first film and then yep. they all went their separate journeys and and some of them tied up at the end of the second film some of them tied up later on in the third film and so they they and that's it the fellowship came to an end at the end of season one there's a bit like that in this tv show so they're kind of uh, the fellowship of the sweet tooth kind of yeah. came to a, came to an end <laughs> came to an end and we ended up with um obviously big man breaking away from Gus and then having mm-hmm. a, you know, a new union and so we had four different groups to follow really we had Gus's mum off in yep. Alaska mm-hmm. who actually doesn't have that many scenes during this show uh during yeah. the season uh Gus is now in the preserve with actually all the other hybrids uh, and he spends actually most of this season there uh, yep. with with the doctor and the doctor's wife. Although although they're in the preserve, the doctor and the doctor's wife kind of have their own journey. And don't, mm-hmm. although the doctor and Gus uh, have interactions, yeah. a lot of it is quite separate. And then also we have our our villain. Oh, I've got his bloody name now. Abbott, uh, General Abbott. Yeah. Um, so we have him with his brother Johnny. Uh, and then we have Bear off doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously Big Man uh, is doing his own thing as well with, um, is it Amy? And, yeah. Um, so, and then like you say, it all comes back to a union. At the end. To be honest, they all tie up. Abbott ties up, Bear ties yep. up, and everybody comes to a head in the final episode. Yeah. Which, which we all knew that was going to happen anyway. Yes. Uh, I felt that this season was very predictable. Like there yeah. were things that happened like, getting shot with the crossbow like all of these things it's like you could see that coming a mile away a mile away you could see that coming so i think a lot of it was predictable but i still enjoyed it like it normally like the predictability kind of takes away from it but i think i don't know it worked in this case i think the other thing versus season one season one had a lot more episodic it was kind of each episode was more on its own yeah but this felt to me like a just one long story and i felt like in the middle it span its wheels a little bit mm-hmm. and i would say this may have been better as a six episode series i think so too. eight yeah. i think it, it, it was heading into being slightly too long and i'm glad that netflix didn't do its old 13 episode oh, kind of run yeah and i think if it had done 10 13 episodes it would, this would have been awful yeah um so eight, eight episodes is probably done for budget reasons um more than story uh but either way Eight episodes was slightly too long. I think six episodes would have been better, would have been slightly more structured. Yeah, there was time. a lot they could have condensed. They, oh, yeah. Because some scenes just, it we get it. Like, we did not we did not need the play-by-play in quite a few of the sequences that we did get. Um, so I think 
yeah, six or seven. I think we could have done it if they had if they had edited a bit better. Whilst I love characters like Rani Singh and yeah, it was nice to see her development as well as Johnny getting a bit of a backstory and General Abbott and him, him and his brother. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really care about General Abbott or Johnny no. particularly. Um, I felt sorry for Johnny, uh, but Ronnie had the biggest 180 to me because I could not stand Ronnie in the first season. Mm-hmm. Could not stand her. And by the time this season ended, she was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been a lot more fat cut away um, mm-hmm. in honesty, but I'm not entirely sure of everywhere, but something could have been done in the editing to have made yeah. this flow into six episodes. Or yeah. or it could be that we ended up with maybe six slightly longer episodes, maybe five minutes added on each one or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because there were a couple that were like right between like 58 minutes and an hour and two minutes. Um, and then there were some that were like 45. So there they could have put 15 more minutes into a couple of episodes. And, and yeah, brought it down for the, yeah. got rid of two. So that's kind of my thoughts anyway. I think it should have been slightly shorter. So season one, I absolutely loved, like really loved. I can't remember why I rated it, but season two, I'd say I more liked. I didn't love it as much as okay. the first season. Um, I think, I think, you know, I enjoyed watching it. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think it was good that they didn't wait too long. Um, so that we didn't have any noticeable jumps in the young in the kids, yeah, yeah, in their appearance. So, and I'm, and if they have filmed season three, I, I'm sure that was something wisely done. To, yes, uh, and when yeah. you're working with the kids, you have to yeah. almost yeah, definitely. So, um, I reckon I know what you're going to say as a favorite character for this show. Um... <laughs> Who's your favorite character? So my favorite character is um, Wendy. That yes, like that, how could it not me. be? She's fantastic. Well, actually, to be fair, Bear and Wendy, really. Yeah. Like I think they were the two, my two favorites, and especially even more the scenes together. And yeah. The, re- the realization that they were sisters. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Spoilers. I forgot that they revealed that in the first season, and so when they brought it up again this time around, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I that's her sister." I know. I forgot too. Like, yeah. Um, so when they did that, I was like, "Oh yeah," I was literally like you. I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was a really cool uh, twist, and it was really frustrating that they spent like half an episode or whatever not saying that they were sisters. Yeah. Um, that Bear realized, and I thought, "Oh, this is going to come out at such a dramatic moment." And yeah. Like, and it did come out at a moment that, that, that you yeah, like, "No," and then, yeah. and then when it did come out, Wendy sort of ran off into yeah. the woods, and um, I was like, "So obvious, it's like something bad was going to happen <laughs> to the back of that news." Yeah. So, but it was like, it all, obviously for them, it turned out quite well. But it was seeing, it was nice to see Bear's journey mm-hmm. of what what she did with her animal army off the back of having her sister ripped away from her yeah then for that to come from circle and for her to find her sister that was yeah that was a nice moment and i thought as well that wendy really came into her own in the preserve and, yeah and stepped up as a real strong individual very much like her sister bear so yeah. she's uh, a leader for sure yeah no so i i enjoyed i enjoyed them to be honest so i thought they yeah. were both and, and to be honest, you've got to give props to her. I don't know how old she is in real life. Like, can't be any more than 15 or something. Uh, so, if that. So, if, yeah, if I, that. I, uh, yeah. So, uh, probably uh, in the first season, I maybe like 
12, 11 or 12. So yeah, yeah maybe 15 by now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought she, she did. She, I, I mean, the quality of acting at such a young age really yeah. stands out. So yeah, no, I, I enjoyed them. I thought they were really good. Look, there's a huge cast here. Um, probably a big chunk of their expenses cast. Um, I, I think they all are really strong actors and actresses across this whole. Uh, yeah, I thought all the kids played their animal well. Yeah. Like the the monkey girl was great. Like she's the monkey girl was definitely my favorite. Like of the side characters, um, and the elephant kid. Like <laughs> for whatever reason, like the elephant kid really like got me. I thought he was so cute. Um, but yeah, Wendy for sure. Uh, second to. Mrs. Zhang, who was my favorite. I don't know if she was supposed to be from like Texas or what, but she gave me like Texas vibes. Yeah. <laughs> when she came onto the scene and I was like, you are my new favorite person. <laughs> well, they had to sell the new villain. I would have been really annoyed yeah. if General Abbott carried on into the third season. Yeah. So many, so many shows, I don't like I haven't read Beyond Issue 12, but so many shows make the mistake of keeping their villain. Yes. Um, he had to go. It was. Yeah. It was oh, time. yeah. I had to go. Oh, so if I was talking about our least favorite character, General Abbott was my least oh, favorite. Absolutely. absolutely. And it wasn't because it, it wasn't because you have to hate the villain. Like like you said, sometimes you get really good villains that you. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, like I mean, I know this is a completely different, but Thanos in the Avengers, amazing villain. Yeah. Or Loki uh, before or the like, TV series. Like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Before they turned him into a good guy. Yeah. Uh, a good guy with maybe questionable morals, maybe. Um, but yeah, like. Um, he wasn't. He was. He was a bad guy, but oh, I don't know. It's just irritating. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it, he was not a bad actor. Like that. That it was not bad acting. It was just like you are so despicable that you have passed. You you just like have surpassed everything. I think like I think the writers made him a little bit too campy. Yeah. If like, if he yeah, had been that. less campy. And just like okay. straight face serious the whole time, I think he would have been a much much better villain. Um, but because he does kind of have the campy vibe, like it just it didn't quite mesh very well together. And I feel you like just he was didn't um, like Hammy, Hammy, like yeah, really up. yeah, like John Travolta style, like yeah, like John Travolta from The Punisher. Yeah, he was like John. Yeah, he was like John Travolta from The Punisher. He was like overplayed. Yeah, like yeah, really overplayed. It could have done with less screen time. I think yes there was way too much abbott in this season yeah. most definitely yeah. um so but have... also that made it really satisfying in the final episode when when he finally did fight it so <laughs> so right i mean we've kind of covered a lot of this anyway but writing structure favorite scenes you know, any well we've even, even covered off a little bit of what we've cut or change but uh actually i'll start from the bottom normally say would you cut or change We've kind of said this a little bit already. For yeah. me, I would have streamlined this a little bit and made it into six episodes. I would have made it a little bit tighter. Uh, yeah. I would have downplayed Abbott, but I made him less ham- hammy and campy. Now, I know that they've gone... So if you read the comics, the comics are a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And, and for instance, Big Man is a much more horrible character. Yeah. Uh, and whilst they did cover a little bit of that in the show, uh, you get to see a lot more of it in the comics. Mm-hmm. And... Even even horrible things like I think oh, in the in the first two episode issues was it wasn't there something like a brothel or something that they visited or something, yes. something like that yeah yeah so you don't have any of that sort of overly adult yes. stuff this show could almost be 
they really did bring friendly. this down to PG-13. Like, yeah. this is definitely a kid-friendly series. So they took a lot of the R rating out of the comic and kind of, <clears throat> they really kind of geared it toward kids, like young teens. I read, I read it's because they wanted to take a di- different take on the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Uh, from the normal dark things that we normally see. So, yeah. Which is fine. No issue with that. I just think if you'd cut Abba out, not out, not out altogether, but made fewer scenes, could have actually made him slightly more menacing uh, yeah. as well. Like rather yeah. than the, the, I think what they tried to do is humanize him and give him reasoning behind his villainy. Yeah, and, but we didn't need it. Like it's I, not, I it wasn't mean, necessary. You don't necessarily need, you know, because our post-apocalyptic worlds, mm-hmm. villains do come out like they do. Yeah. Well, he was just much better portrayed in the first season because he was like this, not necessarily like a shadowy figure, but like he didn't have as much screen time in the first season. So like when you did see him, it was more impactful. But because he was around all the time, it was just kind of like you're losing the impact. And maybe they did it because they were trying to show that he was losing his clout amongst the other like tyrannical leaders or whatever. Uh, But it just like... I feel like if if they messed anything up in the second season, it was the way that they handled Abbott. Like if if that whole arc had been handled differently, I think we could have had a much an even stronger second season. Uh, but now that he's gone, they've got a chance to do better for the third season because like the way that they introduced Zhang uh, at the end, like what is in that cage? I want to know what's in the cage. Like are there hybrids in that cage or are there like for real legit animals in that cage? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am very much intrigued with what we're going to get in the third season. Um, I am glad that they wrapped up the last men. I'm glad that we're done with those guys. Uh, I'm glad that we're moving on to new villains and I'm glad that we're moving on to a new location. So, um, I think there's going to be a, it's almost like the third season to me is just going to be a complete restart. Uh, my, my beef though, is that they killed off my girl, they killed off Amy, which was really sad. Uh, and also, like, I don't understand how the sick works. Like, how is it that you can be sick, but you don't transmit it to the people around? I don't. Because, like, her Ronnie never got her husband sick. And she's had the sick for a long time. And then Amy got the sick. And then she just died, like, a week after she got it. If even. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't really get, get it either. So, yeah, I want them to kind of figure... I want them to figure that out because that to me is very like, it, okay. So sure. Maybe like Ronnie's lasted so long because her husband kept giving her doses of antidote, but like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I still don't understand how it's transmitted. Like, how are you not contagious? Like you, you caught it some kind of way, but how is it that you are not transmitting it to the people around you? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. that, I, I want them to work that out because it bugs me. Like, and especially having all of us having gone through a pandemic at this point, like, I need to know, like, I want to know how you think the pandemics work, because I don't think they work the way that you have this laid out in the script. Like, it does it, the, how well, does it spread? Talk, while you were talking about the virus, something that occurred to me, actually, while I was watching the show, um, was that, what whilst we, we, so we found out, so through the show, uh, through the arcs of this, uh, the story we got was we found out how the hybrids became mm-hmm. hybrids. And where they came from uh through footage and stuff like that so uh the doctor and gus go on a journey back to where gus was created now mm-hmm. i'll be honest with you that bit i thought was really stupid i really hate kind of 
dream sequence or hypnotherapy. And okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I, honestly, I think it's a real cheap It's almost tool. worse than a bad flashback. Yeah, it's a real cheap tool used by writers and stuff like that yeah. rather than rather than potentially coming up with some sort of investigative right like why couldn't uh, why couldn't they just have gone to midnight sun and like yeah. discovered everything why did it have to be let's get you high so that we can figure out what's that, in your that, mind i really hated that whole thing like oh gus think back think back well think back to when he was a baby yeah right yeah like, exactly ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous well yeah like you say why could it not have been one of the uh centurion people or, or whatever guys with guns that is out i don't know gathering supplies or something comes across this science place and, and yeah like, or like gus could have been carrying something like he has so much stuff in his pockets what if they had pulled something out of his pocket that was like his papa's badge or whatever yeah. that shows oh this guy worked at midnight sun why don't we go check that place like they yeah. could have oh. done that so different than get the kid high and then send him on like a mushroom trip to recall things that he doesn't remember having happened yeah, that's probably was my least favorite. I mean, other than I know talk about General Abbott, but that's one of my real hates about it. It was just it's just like dream sequences, you know, or flashback, awful flash. I've got no problem with flashbacks used well, mm. and from like I talked about earlier, from used flashbacks well, but flash, but but, but this wasn't even really a flash. It was a flashback that wasn't created well. It's through, yeah. you know, through hypno hypno. Uh, hypnotic flowers or whatever I was like this is just so ludicrous because you're asking a 12, 12 yeah. 13 year old kid to, to for memories right. of when he was a baby I, and he I, flat out said like I was a baby I don't remember that and then the doctor uh, is the one that's like yeah you, you will you will just yeah, keep sniffing yeah yeah I mean uh, and eventually he did remember but I just I just call bullshit on that whole thing <clears throat> yeah like, for I just, sure I, that was that was real cheap writing I'm sorry like that that probably that was cheating was yeah, it was cheating. But no, so come back to the pandemic, I, I thought to myself, whilst we found out the origins of it and everything, this is essentially what whilst it was man made, but this is a kind of the next step on what you'd say, whilst you know, there was dinosaurs, then mm. there was human, you know, cavemen and then humans. I mean, obviously, we always joke about the next thing being robots and AI. Yeah. <laughs> like some, some sometimes the previous uh species struggles to say goodbye um yeah. you know if you watch if you watch or read any x-men you know the humans keep, keep trying to stop the mutants from uh becoming the dominant species yeah so, um and here, here we are as a show where hybrids potentially could become the dominant species of the mm -hmm. earth and the sick just isn't going away so that just occurred to me when i was watching it and um but yeah so do you uh, do you have any thoughts on what i just said or uh yeah no i think that is interesting because I, I amy said that a lot she was like we we're doing this for you because this world is yours like mm -hmm. we're done um and like i think they kind of expressed that through amy because she was so accepting of having gotten the sick and she was just so just like there's nothing that they can do to me anymore there's nothing that i can do like it's all you now. Like it's all up to you guys to to step up to the plate. Like I've done as much as I can. I'm gonna be gone soon. Um, and I wish you the best. Like it, it was very. I mean, it was it was definitely sad. I think uh, because episode six 
where everybody finally comes back together was probably my favorite episode in the whole in the whole season. Um, but that was also the same episode where we found out that Amy had the sick when she had the twitchy finger. Um, so I just think like they they addressed it the best way that they could. But yeah, so the sentiment is like all the humans are going to be gone soon because Amy even made reference to Big Man when she told Gus that she had the sick and he looked at uh, he looked over to Big Man and she's like, yeah, he's going to die soon too. Uh, but like not from the sick, just like in the sense that that's what humanity does. Like humans die. Uh, but, but like, I don't know. They, the way that they kind of talked about it at that level made it kind of seem like maybe hybrids will live longer than like a human lifespan. I don't know. It's hard to tell because this has only been happening for nine or 10 years, like the sick. Oh, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, so yeah. like it's, oh. there are no, you know, Gus is the oldest cause he was the original. He's 11. Um, so like it's hard to say if these kids are gonna have like what kind of <coughs> lifespans these these kids are gonna have. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we get in the third season. Yeah. So do you have any favorite moments at all? Or... Um, just the whole a, sixth episode. episode. Yeah, it was uh the getting to the preserve, the everybody coming together, big man and ghost getting back together, Amy getting back with her kids, and bear reuniting with the uh with the animal army all of that happening in that same episode was that was a lot uh but i loved it like it was it was kind of like what you had been waiting for the whole season mm -hmm. and so when it finally happened i was like okay this is really satisfying until amy got the sick and that was really shitty <laughs> yeah no i i was like i was hoping that would have happened a bit sooner i was i did feel it sort of dragged together but mm -hmm. i guess you had the build up and it was pretty awesome the whole them get together again yeah um my other favorite part though was gus uh so when um the presentation was being made sort of um by abbott to you know he's, he's trying to get in other leaders of different mm -hmm. sort of gangs or whatever and trying to get them to come together to build their new society and then gus storms in and starts to spill his beans yeah and, uh I thought that was pretty cool how how he really stood his ground and like for a 10 year old how bloody confident he was so yeah i thought that was pretty cool like yeah that was that was a good standout moment for me as well so um right okay so kind of draw to a close or do you have anything you want to say or more to say or not um the only thing is just like wishful thinking i wish johnny had gone with ronnie i wish johnny would have left his brother yeah, and then yeah, he, he wouldn't be dead. I I wish he would have. And I am so glad. I am so glad that Ronnie left her husband because he is like obsessed over this cure. And once she realized how he was making the cure, she just straight up said like, I don't want it anymore. Like, and he's like, but I'm doing this for you. And she's like, I'm telling you, I don't want it anymore. Like I'm done these these kids are kids like they're not animals like you told me that they were animals before and so like for her to have that kind of conscious moment like the moment where she gave wendy the fresh fruit mm -hmm. i just i appreciated that she knew that the way that she behaved before was really shitty and she immediately kind of changed her tune and so she spent the rest of her time at the preserve trying to do what she could to sabotage abbott 
But at every turn, her husband was like working against her. And I was just like, girl, if you don't leave this man at the end. Um, and when when she walked away and left the statue of Ganesh, I was like, yes. But I really wish the brother had had the balls to leave as well. Like, I really wish he would have left with her. Yeah, me too. Like, I knew it was coming when he turned around. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that was pretty despicable. Like, yeah, um, shooting your own brother in the back, too. I mean, just let him go. Just, like, what harm is there to let him go? Yeah. As soon as he handed him the gun, I was like, either he's going to push you out of this helicopter or that gun is not loaded. Yeah. One or the other. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So, um, season three returns potentially late next year or 2025. There's no got, real date. Yeah. No they got, it's date. a long walk to Alaska. So it's yeah. going to take some time. Uh, Netflix could just surprise us and drop it early next year. Who knows? Well, so, we'll see how um, this writer's strike goes. I know that that, that could be uh, an issue there. Although yeah. if they finish filming, it might not be the issue. So um, anyway, would you rate this out of five? Uh, I give season two a three and a half. Yeah, I give this a three. Okay. Um, right. Next episode, we will be reviewing. I honestly can't wait for this. The Flash. So I don't know. I'm still like. We'll see. I'm really, really, really trying to not to read stuff. And yeah. It's annoying me how much detail people are putting on their posts. Um, yeah. Like some people are writing full on spoiler filled reviews, and it's yeah. not even been out that long. And I, and I'm really having to skim. And like people are like, oh, and that ending, and I'm like, no, just, just, just stop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to watching the Flash just so I can form my own opinions. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's mixed. Things. I'm just I'm yeah. excited to see Michael Keaton in a bat suit again. That's yeah. that's what I'm excited about. I'll be honest with you. I'm excited for Michael Keaton, and I'm excited for Supergirl, and I'm excited for whatever decent surprises they put in there because i'm sure there are many but yeah i'm sure not all of them well i mean i've already heard about the nicholas cage cameo but well i uh, haven't so thanks for oh, that oh sorry sorry oh, that's literally <laughs> everywhere sorry it's literally everywhere so um but there well i won't say any more but i've heard about various other cameos already yeah um so anyway we'll stop talking about this next week uh sorry apologies but uh <laughs> it's okay I, I, i'm watching it on saturday so yeah me too um, Anyway, you can follow us on uh, social media. We are Geeks and Leech everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get please... this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Everywhere. I was going to say, please follow, like, and subscribe, and also subscribe on podcasts. So, cheers. Good <laughs> Sorry, journey. I'm, I'm waffling. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>